This is Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your home for common sense science-based health care. Here's your host, Dr. T.J. Williams. And welcome to the show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. T.J. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hi. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest in the with us today, we have uh, Nick Bodie. He is a nurse practitioner with us at the Institute of Natural Health. He is a functional medicine certified uh, practitioner as well through the Institute of Functional Medicine. Basically, he's an all-around genius when it comes to functional medicine and helping patients. Uh, our staff loves him. Our patients love him. Let's give a big warm welcome to Nick. How are you today, Nick? Well, thank you for that introduction. I don't know if that was necessary, but uh, I certainly appreciate it. <laughs> it may not be necessary, but it is definitely true. Um, so today we're going to talk about, we got, we got Nick in here because Nick is the person in our office who takes care of all of the people who are looking to do bioidentical hormone replacement with us. Now, we brought him in because we get tons and tons and tons of questions from patients, from outsiders, people, you guys out there emailing, list, you know, our listeners emailing us, sending us questions saying, hey, you know, can I learn more about bioidentical hormones? What, what, can, what can you have to offer? What do you have to offer regarding that? And so we just wanted to kind of address some of that. Today's episode, we're, we're going to be talking about the basics of bioidentical hormone replacement. We're going to talk a little bit about the differences between bioidentical hormone replacement and just plain old hormone replacement. And so for those of you who may not know the difference, we're going to let Nick get into this in just a second. But when you're looking online, things that'll help you differentiate between bioidentical hormone replacement and just hormone replacement is just the letters and the verbiage of bioidentical. So bioidentical hormone replacement is, I, say, I feel like I've said this about 50 times already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bioidentical hormone replacement is abbreviated BHRT. And regular hormone replacement therapy is just HRT. And there is a huge difference between the two. One of them is using clearly bioidentical sources and, and or rather not sources, but forms of the hormones, whereas uh, hormone replacement therapy is using synthetic, synthetic forms of that. Nick, can you, can you in a nutshell kind of give us a, a, a difference between BHRT and HRT? Sure, absolutely. So as you mentioned, bioidentical hormones, bioidentical meaning the the end result hormone is about 99% similar to what your own body makes. And that's a huge difference compared to synthetically derived hormones that are, you know, made from a lab um, in many different ways. Um, your your body has been processing and metabolizing uh your own hormones for many of decades, uh, depending on how old you are, and it knows what to do with those hormones. It does not always know what to do with synthetically derived and chemically you know, made hormones. And so the end result is that you have higher risk factors um, from the synthetic stuff, and um, the bioidenticals um, tend to work uh, better, at least in my opinion, and, um, and certainly in um, our patient's opinion and in many um, studies that are out there. So you mentioned, you mentioned right there risk factors. I was going to go a little different direction with this, but hey, you know what, Let's, we're, just, <laughs> we're just flowing with this. Yeah. You mentioned risk factors associated with, with the synthetic forms of, 
of hormone replacement therapy. Can you can you talk just a little bit about what those risk factors are, what that means for you know testosterone versus estrogen versus like all, just just a little more in depth there with the risk factors of what that would be? Sure, absolutely. So. Um, when you when you break it down, there's uh, a few different things you have to take into consideration. So, uh, one of them being the f- the route of administration. So, any hormone taken orally by mouth um, goes through what's called first pass, and what that means is is that it first goes directly to the liver, where the liver metabolizes whatever compound you're using. Uh, could even be you know, any supplements or medications, food, food. Yeah, absolutely. And so it first goes directly to the liver, metabolized, and then whatever is left over after metabolizing, being metabolized is left over for your body to utilize. And so anything taken orally can have a direct effect on the liver and liver function, uh, which then, as you know, can affect the rest of the body. But well, yeah, um, because as we've talked about on this show, the liver has you know three thousand jobs or so that it does at any given second, and we're just adding something else to it that the body sees as foreign. One, yes. um, or not necessarily foreign, but it doesn't really know what to do with it. And two, our body will spend a whole lot of time and energy processing this through, and it really makes the liver mad, angry, and creates you know these unwanted side effects. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And well, so, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Aaron. Well, no, I was just going to say um, this is kind of like what we have talked so many times about before when we talk about supplements or we talk about prescription medications, how we tend to, um, you know, at the clinic always go towards more natural forms because we don't know how the body is going to react to anything synthetic, right? I mean, it's always going to be easier if we use things that the body recognizes. And, and this is especially important when you're talking about something as important as hormones. Well, that's, that's true. And, and, and not only that, I mean, a lot of people that have hormone, hormone issues also have gut issues. And that's probably another a topic for a completely other day. <laughs> yeah, but, but we talk a lot. I talk to my patients. I don't know if you do, Nick. I'm, I'm assuming that you do. Like, we don't trust the guts of sick people. That's a, that, when, when that happens, if someone ha- is having an issue, we can't necessarily trust the gut. Well, if you're consuming something orally, it's going into your stomach, into your small intestine, and that's where it's getting absorbed and going straight to the liver. For processing, this is what Nick is talking about when he's talking about first pass metabolism. So when 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 you're going through this and and you have any kind of gut disturbance or any nutritional functional nutritional deficiencies or medical nutritional deficiencies, whether that's vitamins, minerals, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, it doesn't matter if you've got a, a deficiency or even an excess, especially in the carbohydrate range, that sugar area, it's going to affect how your body metabolizes said hormone we're talking about hormones today but i mean you could insert anything in there you could insert vitamins minerals proteins fats all of it gets in lumped into the same thing but these hormones then go to the liver and our liver has has less things to do the processing with so imagine your factory all of a sudden doesn't have factory workers and it doesn't have equipment in the factory to do the job so everything has just been slowed down would you say that that's in general correct with when someone's taking hormones it just kind of slows them down even more yeah absolutely i mean especially like you said when taking the hormones orally it can gunk up the liver and slow it down slow down and and our liver is our main source of metabolism it's also where a lot of our thyroid hormone is converted into active thyroid hormone so it can definitely you know affect 
multiple areas of the body, including the thyroid. And and, and, and we've talked on here before many times about how thyroid function, when your thyroid's low, energy's low, everything's absolutely. low, you start to gain weight, you feel worse, then the vicious yeah. cycle just continues. Yeah, absolutely. And those are a lot of the issues that, uh, you know, drive people towards looking at their hormones and hormone replacement. And then, you know, it kind, kind of wind up missing the boat on, on that. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. So uh, staying right along this, this bioidentical versus synthetic forms of hormones, what would, what would drive someone or what are the common things that you see that drive someone to actually get their hormones checked? Why would someone say, Hey, you know what? I, I want to check my hormones. Sure. Absolutely. So a lot of times it's just a lack of energy and motivation or, um, you know, feeling like, uh, they're aging. People are, you know, saying that they, they don't feel as, uh, energetic, uh, as they once did in their, you know, twenties and thirties, um, you know, things like that. But a lot of, but other things that people may not readily associate with a decrease in, hormone levels are things like joint pain. Um, I use my best friend as an example, and he's a younger guy in his mid thirties. And, um, you know, he was going from doctor to doctor, uh, with severe bilateral shoulder pain. And, uh, you know, none of the doctors could figure out what was wrong and they just kept prescribing anti-inflammatory prescription drugs. And, uh, finally I encouraged him to get his hormone levels checked um, testosterone specifically. And it was one of the lowest I've ever seen. I mean, we were in the double digits and it was, Yikes. you know, it should be, and it for, sh a, for it should a, be a thousand. Yeah. It should be close to, you know, 900,000, you know, somewhere around there. And he was in the double digits. And so, um, you know, obviously we started, um, testosterone replacement with him and it was a night and day difference. I mean, within a couple of weeks, his, comp his pain was completely gone. His energy was back as he was sleeping better. And uh, he just couldn't believe it, that it was something so simple and yet it was being missed by, you know, many physicians out there and it was a very easy, you know, uh, fix. So. Do, do you think it's, do you think it, for his particular situation, do you think it was missed because of his age, because it's not normal or not something that you would initially think could be an issue that a young male would have possibly low testosterone and you think maybe they just weren't associating all of the things that are are affected when testosterone is low they were just thinking okay maybe it's just you know arthritis or you know something like that absolutely i think uh his age was definitely a factor and the fact that um you know a lot of doctors are taught in in school that uh they should only use testosterone you know hormone replacement therapy for very specific reasons mostly menopause um, and, and for guys, um, you know, lack of vitality or yep, erectile some dysfunction, sort of sexual yep. dysfunction. Absolutely. Yep. But they're not taught all the other health benefits that go along with it. Um, and they're also taught that, you know, to be very cautious with, um, testosterone replacement, which is true. You have to be cautious and, you know, depending on the form and everything, but, uh, when it's done right, it can be uh, very, you know, safe and very effective. Okay. So. I've got, a, I've got a few more questions on this, but we've got to take a break. Um, when we come back, we are going to continue talking about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and we're going to talk about you know, why someone would choose to do it. That's coming up. You're listening to Wellness 101.
You're listening to Wellness 101. And welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, if you're just tuning in today on the show, we have a special guest, um, nurse practitioner extraordinaire Nick Bodie. Um, he's one of the pr- providers in our office, and we're talking today about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, mainly because this is this is we've had tons of questions about it, and this is exactly one of the things that he does in our clinic is he manages everyone that's receiving uh, bioidentical hormone replacement. And so we brought him on to start talking about it and answering some questions for that people have had. Um, and he pointed out before the break, he, he we we tangent took a little tangent on some uh, some topics, but we'd asked I'd asked a question earlier about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy versus um, regular hormone replacement therapy or more traditional hormone replacement therapy. And he had talked about oral forms of hormone replacement therapy, and that's what got us off on the tangent. And he wanted to talk about other ways to receive hormone replacement. So I'm just going to hand the microphone over to you. Um, you'd, you'd mentioned that you were going to talk a little bit about transdermal, which would be things applied to the skin. So the stage is yours. <laughs> yeah. So uh, absolutely. You know, we talk, we discussed uh, the oral form and, you know, how that can uh, affect the liver and, and metabolism and everything. But there are other forms that hormones can be administered in. And you can, you know, from sublingual, with, you know, dissolving it underneath the tongue, uh, which is technically transdermal. Um, you know, you can have a patch or a cream. You can have a pellet inserted. Um, and, you know, which is, again, technically transdermal. Um, you can have, you know, different inserts, vaginal inserts and um, IUDs and things like that. So there are many different forms out there. And the, the, the Nuva Ring, a lot of women yes. are going to understand the Nuva Ring as a birth control. That's Nuva transdermal. Ring. Absolutely. Yep. And the reason why we like transdermal is for that reason that we mentioned why we don't like the oral forms necessarily is because you don't get the first pass effect. Um, you, you actually, the hormones go directly to the source where they can be utilized and then whatever's left over can be metabolized by your liver or in the, um, when we discuss pellets, pellet therapy, they actually don't go through the liver at all. They actually go through the kidneys where they're excreted. And so you don't have the, you know, liver issues that you have to worry about with other forms of hormone replacement so um, there's there's a difference in in definitely the form matters and also when you're talking about synthetic versus bioidentical there's a big difference there as well too and another big difference too is with the synthetic forms even with you know in let's take for instance uh, injectable testosterone cypionate that's a very popular you know route of administration and very popular um, you know, that's the form, form that's the form of, of testosterone that everyone thinks of when they have a negative, uh, picture in their head of people doing steroids to get huge. Like that's exactly what we're talking about, but that's not always why people use it. And in, in reality, it's not what the reason that the vast majority of people use testosterone for. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people get this connotation that testosterone and hormone replacement is just for bodybuilders or people who want to have a better sex life. But uh, the reality is, is that there's so much more to it than that. And there's so many more health benefits to tons, um, you know, optimizing your hormones. And we're not talking about, you know, replacing hormones and getting them up to bodybuilder, you know, levels in the body. We're just talking about optimizing them and getting back getting them back to a, a normal or a healthy range 
um, which can have a lot of downstream health benefits to it. So, yeah. So I want to I want to shift gears. Aaron had brought up something during the break. I want to ask the question of why would someone choose to do or get their hormones checked? Why would someone choose to say, hey, you know what? I want to get my hormones checked. And Erin had brought up a, a question that she has answered a million times about, um, you know, well, well, why would I why would I want to do that? So I'm just going to kind of throw the ball out into the middle of the court and let you guys go at it. Well, um, I can kind of um, talk about, you know, what I what my experience has been. Um, I have a lot of friends who have asked because after having children, um, you know, they're maybe in their 30s and they wonder um, if at that point maybe their hormones have changed or been messed up. They can tell a difference um, and they're younger than what they typically would think of someone being when they get their hormones checked. So, you know, my routine answer is always if you have had children and you're done having children, go get them checked and see where you're at. Get a baseline. The, you know, I mean, the worst thing that can happen or you know i guess the, the, best, the best thing depending yeah, on which best. way you're um you're looking at it is that you find out that you're good and your hormones aren't a problem right but at least get a baseline and find out where you're at because i think anyone who's had children can attest to the fact that you go through a period after having the baby where you don't necessarily feel exactly like yourself right you've gone through all of these changes um hormonal and otherwise and so it's, you know, how much have you come out of that? You know, like some people continue to feel that way. Some people, you know, I don't know. I mean, they're, but obviously having children affects you hormonally. So after, you know, you've had children, I just say, you know, go and get them checked. So Nick, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. And, you know, we're seeing hormone uh, changes and decreases in hormone levels in younger and younger patients. And again, you know, I used my best friend as an example in his mid thirties with one of the lowest testosterone levels I've ever seen. And, um, you know, people don't always readily associate that when you're, you know, 30 or even 40 years old, they typically think, you know, postmenopausal, which happens around 50 or for guys, you know, 50, 60, somewhere around there. But, um, you know, this, a lot of people also don't realize is that some of the, you know, major health crises of, of our time, um, take for instance, Alzheimer's, you know, the seeds for Alzheimer's disease is, are sown in your thirties and forties. Correct. And so, you know, someone might think, oh, well, you know, I'll just wait until I'm 50. And if I start to have memory issues, then I'll get it checked at that time. But the time, the best time to, you know, optimize your health is younger the younger, the better. And, and this is where I will insert um, my, my nerdage. Um, one of the things that I, I remind men is I have the data on men. I don't know exactly what the number is on women, but I have the, a number for men memorized. For men, when your testosterone level, like we said earlier, we like for testosterone levels in men to be around 1,000. That's, that's a very healthy range for testosterone level to be in. Research is very clear and has identified that when men's testosterone level drops below 900, 900, their risk for Alzheimer's starts to skyrocket. And then we have things like aggressive prostate cancer starts skyrocketing when levels drop below 840. 
metabolic syndrome starts to skyrocket when testosterone drops below 770. All-cause mortality, dying from any reason whatsoever, starts to go up once your testosterone level drops below 600. I can't tell you how many men we've done testosterone measurements on, like taking their labs to figure it out, but I can tell you that the vast majority of men, when we do, when we do their testosterone levels at initial testing, are well below 600, well below. Because a lot of our patients, a lot of our men, are above 35, 40 years old, a lot of them. And then we have instances like your best friend who's in his 30s and has testosterone level below 100. Like, it is pervasive throughout society that testosterone levels being low. And with women, I see women with testosterone levels in the single digits repeatedly. This is not a new thing. This is not something that's just starting to happen. Like, we're seeing this over and over again, and we've seen this for a while. Like, we are so inundated with toxic chemicals, estrogen-dominant things like plastics and all this stuff in our society that it's just affecting our testosterone metabolism, our testosterone manufacturing abilities. Like, we just suck at it. Yeah, and our go, go, go lifestyle, you know, constantly being on our phones and exposure to blue light, staying up way later than we need to. You know, the best, one of the best ways to optimize your hormones is by getting adequate amount of sleep. That means going to bed at the same time every (laughs) night, waking up at the same time every morning, giving yourself at least eight hours of sleep because that gets you through a couple of sleep cycles and drinking plenty of water to ensure that your sleep happens. But all of you guys that are out there that don't sleep through the night, you wake up in the middle of the night, chances are it's a blood sugar issue which is gonna affect every hormone because the one thing that I say to all of my patients that I haven't said yet is that think of hormones like a spider's web. They all work together in our body, and like any spider's web, if you go up and and touch one portion of a spider's web, the whole thing vibrates. If your testosterone is low, it is affecting every other hormone in the body. If you can't handle blood sugar and your insulin is off, every other hormone is going to be affected. Ladies, if your estrogen is off, every other hormone in the body is going to be affected. Thyroid, you pick a hormone. They're all affecting each other. And figuring out what's driving this imbalance is critical. And the big drivers of these things are gut dysfunction, poor diet, not, not enough sleep, toxic chemicals, toxic metals, mold, and chronic infections, all of these things have a have a have an effect and a negative effect on us and we've got to get to the root of what's actually causing that so we can fix it so we can help you balance things out. We can put testosterone in anyone it helps you heal and repair. That's one of the big things that it does. I tell everybody, look, it's like the it's almost like the fountain of youth. It helps you heal and repair. It helps your body fix things, but you still have to have the raw materials into your body to allow that testosterone to do its job because we can we can help you with bioidentical hormone replacement but if you're if that's the only thing you're doing you're not doing yourself as many favors as you could be yeah it may help and may give you the benefits that we're going to talk about in a minute but you could get so many more health benefits by taking care of all of you rather than just one independent thing. And I think a lot of people, they realize that when they come and talk to us, they're like, oh, this is a much bigger issue than just not having enough testosterone. Like, yeah, absolutely. And you, you mentioned a couple of things there I wanted to hit on really quick. But Well, well, uh, <laughs> well let's hit on that as soon as we get back. That's right. what I do. I, I like to pull the pin yeah. and throw the, throw the grenade in the middle of the room. Yeah. Um, we've got to take another break. When we come back, I'm going to let Nick talk about a couple of those points that I, that I brought up there. You're listening to Wellness 101. Elements and girl, they turn to your mansions. Come on.
You're listening to Wellness 101. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, if you're just tuning in, we are talking about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. I, w- I went on a little bit of a rant. We have uh, special guests in our in the studio with us today, Nick Bodie, nurse practitioner at our at our office, who handles all of our bioidentical hormone replacement um, clients. And uh, he he let me know over the break that I uh, I kind of threw a grenade in there, and he wanted to go back and touch on a couple of things. And and one of the topics that he wanted to touch on, I, I made a comment about hormones, and I compared that to a spider's web, and I talked about the thyroid. And he wants to talk a little bit uh, about how those things interconnect even more, and how they're more tightly woven, and how they impact our overall health. So take it away, Nick. Yes. Yeah, so you mentioned thyroid, which is another hormone that we see not optimized in just about everyone who walks in. Um, You know, we're seeing thyroid issues in younger and younger patients and in, you know, more people than we've ever seen before. And that's important because, uh, as you mentioned, all of our hormones are connected, but thyroid specifically makes all of our other hormones. So thyroid hormone is met with cholesterol. This is another reason why to get your cholesterol levels checked. Um, You know, in the follicles of the ovaries and the testes and the mitochondria and, you know, T3, your thyroid hormone and cholesterol meet and make pregnenolone. And then pregnenolone can make all of your other hormones. So this is why, this is how thyroid hormone is especially important to the rest of your hormones. That is, that is very true. And I, anyone who has had a, had an office visit with me, and we've talked about thyroid. Um, we we talk about this, and and also if we've talked about hormones and how hormones are are made, I've always I draw the same basic diagram on the board, and I walk everyone through, and everyone sees that cholesterol is what leads to pregnenolone, and pregnenolone. Another name for pregnenolone is the mother hormone. It's the hormone from which almost all other hormones are made, um, especially our sex hormones. And cortisol, yeah. um, which is our stress hormone. So we bring this up. That's a that's a very good point. You know, pe- people think that oh, I I have one issue. Well, let's you know, I have I have low functioning thyroid. Well, guess what? I hope those of you that are out there listening to this, thinking that you're going to get an entire show about BHRT. Well, if you if you're listening to this show, you know that we're we're going to talk <laughs> about all different kinds of things in here. Even though our general topic is bioidentical hormones here, you know, if if you're if you're out there listening to this show and you've got what you know, someone has told you you have low functioning thyroid. If they're not paying attention to your cholesterol and your sex hormones and your your blood sugar regulation, because he didn't even talk about how blood sugar regulation and our insulin and 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 you know glucagon and and all of these things, how these all play together in you know formation of other hormones. If you're if someone's not looking at all that for you, you are you are. You you are being a, you're getting a disservice. Yeah. They're not shortchanged. Yeah, you are getting shortchanged. They're not actually looking at your overall health. And you know, unfortunately, conventional medicine does a really good job of throwing you in a silo and blaming blaming all of your health issues if you have low functioning thyroid on that low functioning thyroid. But it may not just be your thyroid. It could be the fact that you don't have enough testosterone either. Or cholesterol. Or cholesterol. So you know, get out of that silo model if you can. Um, 
that's just one of the things that, you know, I just, I want to throw that a little bit extra in there. Um, But another thing that you said during the break, Nick, that I I want you to talk about is you you made a comment how I said that it helps testosterone, having adequate levels of testosterone helps the body heal. And throw out there that golden tidbit that you said as well. Yeah. So you, you mentioned testosterone helps the body heal and repair, which is absolutely true. But another thing that it does is lowers levels of inflammation. Say that again. It, Say that again. It lowers levels of inflammation. Ladies in and gentlemen, <laughs> testosterone lowers levels of inflammation. What yeah. do we know about inflammation? It is the root cause of all chronic disease. And it may not Absolutely. be the only root cause, but it is definitely a major component. Say it again, Nick. Yeah. Testosterone lowers levels of inflammation. If there's nothing else that you get out of today's episode, I hope it is that you realize that testosterone and having adequate levels of testosterone can help to lower levels of inflammation in your body. And we see it all the time in our clinic. We'll see people come in with inflammatory markers off the chart. They finally decide, it may take them a little bit, they may not necessarily be, you know, ready to jump onto hormone replacement and and getting onto bioidenticals because everybody is in their own time. We don't ever pressure anyone. You know that's how that's not how we operate. And but when they finally do, and all of a sudden their inflammatory markers start to plummet, that you can see it in their face. They start making these connections, like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I could feel so much better having enough testosterone. Yeah. And going back to my friend's story, I mean, his biggest complaint was this debilitating bilateral, both shoulders, chronic pain that was you know sometimes nine out of ten ten out of ten pain and you know he's a big guy and it was also affecting his sleep which was affecting his job he you know was recently married and so it was affecting his relationship with his new wife um you know because when you're not getting enough sleep and your testosterone's low your inflammation's high you're going to be irritable you're definitely going to be irritable so um you know it, it can affect many aspects of of your life and you know, you don't have to suffer um, needlessly. Needlessly, absolutely. You just need somebody on your team that actually understands how to tie all these pieces together and make this puzzle nice and clear for you, so you can actually get back to living the best, healthiest, most optimal life that you possibly can. It is possible. You just need somebody that can put all these pieces together for you and help you understand the things that are necessary for for you to to be optimal. It's not that difficult. You just need someone that's willing to put in the time and, and the effort and actually listen to all of your issues. That's a, that's a, that's a big piece. And I'll, 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 I'll digress because I could get it on my soapbox with that too. Yeah. I, I talk a lot about people not yeah. listening. But one of the other benefits I wanted to mention quickly sure. um, for testosterone is the benefits for the brain. Oh, yes. And so we get a lot, a lot of complaints of uh, women and men, uh, both complaining of this, what they describe as brain fog. And I believe this is becoming a more medical term. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing more and more physicians use this term in their notes and things like that. And, yep. and, and so we're describing it and they, they describe it as a brain fog and just this fog over their brain at keeping them from concentrating on tasks and, um, affecting their memory and their, um, you know, motivation and drive, things like that. And we see this, you know, completely better, just just astronomically we, improve. Just weeks after starting. Yeah, absolutely. Just a few weeks. So if you're experiencing brain fog out there, definitely, you know, get your hormone levels checked and see where you're at. 
because that can definitely be a major contributing factor that people don't always readily associate with hormones. So, so I'm glad you brought up some of the uh, some of the other other uh, b- benefits of of BHRT or bioidentical hormone replacement. B- brain health is one. There, there are three others that are that we talk about a lot with our with our clients that are deciding that that they want to do hormone replacement. And so brain health is one. Then we have bone health, breast health, and we've kind of touched on cardiovascular health. Uh, talk, talk just briefly before we, before we go to break here in a couple of minutes about how testosterone impacts bone health. Yeah, so testosterone can increase bone mineral density better than any prescription medication on the market. It can raise... What, what was that? <laughs> testosterone can increase bone mineral density you know, uh, one of the screening factors for osteoporosis, osteopenia, you know, weakening of of the bones. It can increase bone mineral density um, better than any prescription medication on the market. And, uh, you know, that's huge because, uh, you know, we've seen and we've seen uh, improvements in patients' DEXA scans and and things like that just in in the matter of a year. And um, some of these some of these medications for osteoporosis, osteopenia, um, can come with some pretty damaging side effects. Pretty nasty side pretty effects. Pretty nasty side effects. I mean, one of them, Fosamax, I mean, you literally can't lay down within 30 minutes to an hour of taking that drug. Otherwise, it can cause an ulcer in your in your throat, in your esophagus. So. Yikes. <laughs> I have one word. Yeah. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, another thing you mentioned, too, was the heart. So, yeah. um you know, a lot of hormones play into this, but we're, you know, we've been hitting on testosterone specifically, but uh, testosterone can actually increase blood flow to the heart, helping your heart, uh, you know, taking taking the workload off of your heart, helping it pump easier and, and getting more blood to it, which is, you know, a great thing. Um, and it can also help lower uh, plaque in the arteries of the heart, surrounding the heart. So um, there's some major heart health benefits to it as well too and your heart's a muscle so everybody pretty much knows that testosterone is great for muscles right yes so we've got to take another break um when we come back we're gonna we're gonna hit that fourth we're gonna hit that fourth uh benefit of of testosterone specifically um we're gonna talk a little bit about how it benefits um breast tissue both in men and women um we're going we're gonna to hit that when we come back. You're listening to Wellness 101. You're listening to Wellness 101. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you're just catching this, the tail end of, of today's show, we uh, have been talking about bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and the benefits of it. Uh, we've, we've kind of meandered and, and thrown in a, a functional medicine aspect and look at, at bioidentical hormone replacement. And, uh, you know, we compared it with conventional hormone replacement therapy and, and why bioidentical hormones are, in our opinion, uh, the way to go when it comes to hormone replacement. We've talked about the health benefits of it. Um, 
and we, we've talked about some, some, some risk factors. We've talked about how it interplays with other hormones in the body, specifically thyroid hormone. So if you've missed that, please go back and, and listen to the, to the beginning portions of this show. Um, but right before the break, we were talking about the, the four major benefits of testosterone specifically. And we talked about um, its benefits on the brain. We talked about its benefits for bone health. We've we talked about uh, cardiovascular health. That's kind of been woven, woven, woven uh, throughout. I'm not a grammar person. Um, woven throughout. Aaron just laughed at me, Miss <laughs> Grammar over there. Um, but the last one I want to talk about is uh, the the fourth benefit is the benefit to breast tissue, and I. I, I don't get too in-depth on here. There's tons and tons of research on this. In general, what I let people know is what I, what I say to, to patients before, you know, because I see people and then they see Nick for, for the, the hormones, but I talk to them about this, and I say things like, you know, a lot of breast tissue cancers are estrogen-driven, and these things really get driven when our hormones get completely out of balance. When we get a, a complete imbalance of testosterone and estrogen, we're really setting ourselves up for having issues. And Nick and I talked a little bit about the, at the break about that. And he's got a couple things he wants to add to to that concept of just being of things being out of balance and how testosterone can help breast tissue and be be breast tissue protective, both for men and women. Yeah, so estrogen is growth proliferative. So, you know, you can see this in chicken farms, actually. Um, they will keep big bright lights on all night to increase estrogen levels in chickens so that they have larger breasts and can produce more chicken meat. Yeah, so so proliferative, just, just what he's saying by that, he's, he means that, like, it's going to make things grow more and faster. Correct. So... And you have to balance out estrogen with things like progesterone, which counteracts the growth proliferative effects of estrogen, but also testosterone. Um, testosterone can downregulate estrogen receptors, and uh, that's important for you know balancing out estrogen, but also in things like uh, hormonally driven breast cancer, um, which levels um, of breast cancer that are hormonally active, we're talking ER receptor, PR receptor, that's estrogen receptor, progesterone receptor, positive cancers, go up after menopause. Um, and testosterone can can literally downregulate those estrogen receptors. And there's, there's even um, a couple of studies where they've inserted bioidentical testosterone pellets next to a breast tumor and watched it shrink. Now, we don't treat that in the we clinic. Don't, we don't do it at all. That <laughs> but uh, it's just very interesting to point out that uh, the relationship there between uh, hormone balance and your risks for uh, breast cancer. Yeah. And, and, and even, even some of the uh, conventional therapies for, for women who are suffering with breast cancer, they, they will prescribe aromatase inhibitors. Yes. Which which aromatase inhibitors, for those of you who may not know, so in order for you to have estrogen in the body, you must first have to have had testosterone. Testosterone gets aromatized into estrogen. Yeah, in right? both men and women. In men and women. And so what they're doing is when you have these estrogen-driven cancers, they're giving an aromatase inhibitor. They're stopping the conversion of testosterone into estrogen to decrease estrogen load. And increase testosterone. And increase testosterone. Bingo. So... 
I just want to point things like that out there. Um, and this is not, you know, this is information you can actually see on commercials on television. Like they will, in the little fine print, for those of you who have a big enough TV, that in the little fine print underneath there, they will say, you know, they're talking about whatever on, in that fine print. It will say when prescribed with blah, 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 blah. And they're, what a lot of those are, their listing are aromatize, aromatize uh, inhibitors. So they're, they're telling you that they're doing it um, without telling you that they're doing it. So I just sneaky, it is sneaky, but, but it works (laughs) and I understand why they're doing it. And I mean, that makes perfect sense to me that they would do that, especially given what I know and my basis um, of knowledge and foundation of knowledge in how hormones work, interact, are made, are excreted throughout the body. And then what, what effects they have on various tissues. That's that. I mean, that's my that's my understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you you also mentioned at break you wanted to you wanted to bring up, um, uh, uh, Primarin. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier the different routes of administration: oral versus transdermal, injectable, topical creams, things like that. And one of the major therapies for hormone replacement prescribed by conventional medicine. Um, is Primarin, which literally stands for pregnant mare or pregnant horse urine derived estrogen, which is taken orally. And um, that is a big uh, issue because a lot of the studies that we have that show an increase in cancer and cardiovascular disease from hormone replacement were using Primarin and synthetically derived progesterone called progestins. So they, were, they, were, they weren't bioidentical. And they were alien to the human body, you know, horse estrogen and synthetic progestin um, used in these studies. And so there are no, you know, bi- uh, studies showing that bioidentical hormones um, ha- have those same negative effects like that. Correct. So, right. so that's, that's one thing, too. Like we see this. I see this a lot is in helping people to actually be able to compare apples to apples. It's very difficult to do um, with some of these things because the the. They're making, you know, people make blanket statements about things when they're not comparing apples to apples. You can't give someone something that's completely synthetic to the body. It causes a negative side effect and then say that all things then related to that have a negative side effect in the body. That's just not true. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I get a lot of men and women, uh, but especially women coming in um, and, you know, we talk about hormones and they were... Uh, they, you know, constantly tell me that they were hesitant to get their hormones checked or even contemplate uh, bioidentical or any hormone replacement because they heard that it could increase their risks for cancer. But as you mentioned earlier, like with with men, uh, having a low testosterone level actually increases your risk for aggressive prostate cancer. So it's more of a risk factor when your hormones are out of balance or that your hormones are low um, to have cancer than when they're optimized. And, and, and you said it right there, when they're out of balance. We, we talk a lot about balance, and anyone who's, has, who has come to the clinic and, and talked to me in particular, I use a teeter-totter uh, as an example a lot, and we talk about things being out of balance. And one of the things that we, try, that we strive to do in functional medicine is bring the body back into balance. And that just, you know, for those of you that are longtime listeners, you understand this, but for anyone out there who this is, you're new to the show, this is just means we, we get rid of the things that are creating problems in the body and we give the body more of what it's actually needing. And we figure that out through testing, 
um, through, you know, figuring, you know, knowing what it is that, you know, we have an excess to or what we're deficient in. And we just provide the body all it needs. The body knows how to, how to heal and repair. The body knows what to do. Sometimes we just need to give it a little help and provide it with the things that are necessary. If you're not, if you don't have enough vitamins and minerals in your body, well, guess what? If you don't start taking some vitamins and minerals, you're not going to have enough vitamins and minerals. You can't just miracle these things out of thin air. You've got to actually do the things that are necessary to get your body healthy and well. So I hope you found today's show educational, at, at least. Um, we, we tried to put a lot of information in there. We've got to come back. There's a lot more to talk about with bioidenticals. Um, so in the future, you'll hear another show about this, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get tons of, of emails and things. But we got to wrap it up for today. I want to thank uh, Nick for being in here. I really appreciate you coming and spending the time with us. No problem. It was fun. Great. Um, <laughs> Aaron, again, this is a this was a show like uh, you know she was like okay I'm excited to 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 do this show, so for Aaron, for Nick, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. If you would like more information, visit our website inhstl.com. Call us 314-293-8123. Shoot us an email info at inhstl.com. We really appreciate you all. Thanks for listening. I'm smiling, she lives, she golden, she lives for me. Says she lives for me, ovation. Who own motivation? She comes out and she goes down on me. And I'll make you smile.